Привет-привет! Как мы начали учить английский? На самом деле история очень простая. Когда хочешь сдать свою музыку, то тебе нужно общаться с лейблами. И те лейблы, которые хотели общаться с нами, они были из-за границы. Договоры, которые они составляли и присылали нам на издание треков, были все на английском языке. Мы начинали изучать английский вот таким вот образом, просто смотрели, что написано в договоре, чтобы тебя никто не обманул. Ну а дальше больше у нас появилось большое количество гастролей, и мы начали ездить за границу, в Америку, в Европу, в Азию. Тоже приходилось общаться. Таким образом мы выучили английский и до сих пор продолжаем его учить. Зачем просто слушать музыку, если можно еще и учить английский? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Cup of Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. We're in for the second half of the show, the second hour of the show. And of course, we have a lot to go through. Before we get Alex B on the line, I want to give a quick update on the KHL, of course, the top tier of the hockey league, which is in the playoff stage. Okay, so we're looking at the West, of course. So Tsiska, they've, of course, finished top of the table. They are playing eighth place torpedo in Nizhnogrod. They have yet to start their playoff series. Ska, St. Petersburg, they are playing Vityaz Podolsk, they are 1-0 up in that series. Jokerit, they won 1-0 against Lokomotiv Yaroslavl, or sorry, they are 1-up against uh, uh, um, Lokomotiv Yaroslavl, and the Inma Moscow, Spartak Moscow game uh, series begins tomorrow. Now, when does that start, I hear you ask, or maybe not. Right, well, tomorrow, Siska, they are home against Torpedo Nizhnovgrad, uh, that is 7.30, it is Pretty much a sell it there right now. Uh, Dinamo Moscow, they are home tomorrow as well against Spartak, 7.30, and very, very few tickets are left in that. Okay, so we're going to go straight across the phone to Mr. Alex B. Alex, you are well, and your return from your travels also. Alex B. Uh, howdy, uh, yes, yes. Yep. Okay, listen, there was, a, a, of course, the, the World Heavyweight Title Fight um there, the week before last, there was Tyson Fury has um, won the title against uh, Deontay Wilder in their rematch, a stunning knockout in the seventh round. But uh, Wilder had unique excuses for why he didn't perform. Uh, yeah, so uh, they had the rematch last week, and uh, Wilder lost by uh, his assistant coach throwing in the towel. So. Um, 
when that so when that happened first, he was disagreeing with his assistant coach. He was uh, saying that it's, he kind of should have won the fight. That was his tactic. And after that, they reviewed the fights. They decided that he's gonna his assistant coach is gonna stay with Wilder and um, the and the and the. It was the right decision after all. Okay. So we say with Mark Beale, of course, the former um, uh, champion boxer himself. Um, but he had an excuse, not just because he lost. What was his excuse for his loss? He said he hurt his leg. Uh, he did. But uh, yeah, but at first he was trying to just like say that it was his assistant coach's fault. And after that, he uh, they just put everything on the suit because it was 45 pounds or something like that. He wore a suit coming out to the ring okay like uh, but he wore a suit with a mask correct uh, yeah it was a suit it was a full body suit and kind of at the same time Tyson Fury had this throne that he was carried out on so he didn't have to walk at all so that's kind of the shift in cardio here it was maybe <laughs> they decided that was the, I don't know what it was but the, his, the other thing is that he dedicated his performance to like Black History Month and when you set out with a cause yeah, can't have something like this stop you. Like that's what I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it looked like a sort of a a, a bad call in every way by by uh, the well former world champion. Um, looking at now the the situation, Tyson Fury um, was was speaking about a rematch with Wilder. Do you think it'll go ahead? Uh, I think you should face Anthony Joshua like anybody else because right now I think they both need to kind of they, they had a considerate break in between these two fights they had two fights each and um, I think if Wilder wants this rematch they should definitely try to go ahead with this because I don't know because it's kind of like uh, it, he has all these excuses building up and Tyson Fury I feel like he's ready for a rematch well I mean he said that he's ready for a rematch so if they if they're gonna go ahead with this, they should. But at the same time, there's Anthony Joshua, there's Andy Ruiz, there's all these other guys that that deserve a, at least a, a shot. No, I, I agree. I think the Anthony Joshua and they're they're speaking about having it in Manchester or in Wembley in England. But the sort of the more fearful fact is that uh, it could be held in Saudi Arabia because of the money. It could be. It's a uh, it's just like huge place for fights now. Even like UFC, the all these like MMA events, like uh, they always try to book something like in Abu Dhabi, like in all these like places because they know there's always going to be there's always going to be money there. Yeah, that's true. And but, people. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. Um, listen, Alex, um, you've got a few pieces there that you want to share with us. So uh, far away, the airways are all yours. Uh, first, the XFL. I've dug deep and I found these standings. Um, so we have the St. Louis Ballhawks up up in front in the XFL East. They won three games. Oh, so they're, they're three for three. Good. Three game okay. Winning streak right now. Uh, right. Then the DC DC Defenders, the New York Guardians, and the Tampa Bay Vipers. That's the XFL East four teams, and the Tampa Bay has not won a game and. The, they're on a three-game losing streak, so that's that kind of. But in the XFL West, we have the the real um, Houston bad boys, the Houston Roughnecks over here. The, that huh. won three games and lost zero games undefeated. And my my money's on these guys in the XFL playoffs. Um, put me down for Team Houston Roughnecks. All right. Then the Dallas Renegades, the LA Wildcats, and the Seattle Dragons. 
that's it, eight teams. Okay, that's that, that's that's good. Listen, how are the attendances? What's the reaction kind of like publicly over there? Are people enjoying it? That's a fell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing as the CFL. No public reaction. Really? Zero. My goodness, because I know I know the crowds have been sort of so so. They've been holding up and. They're, you know, they're doing okay, but I always, I was curious to how this like kind of new reincarnation of the league was uh, going along. Okay, so what else is uh, new over the far side of the Atlantic? Uh, well, the the coronavirus is just is probably like the biggest one because it's uh, it might cancel out the Olympics this year. It might cancel out uh, many other uh, sports tournaments that are going to be happening soon. And and do you think like I mean. Like how how are people feeling about it right now in Canada? I mean, have there many cases? Oh well, yeah, this is people are actually worried about this because the uh, well, first of all, the Chinese Basketball Association just shut down pretty much. And shut, stopped, uh, explain uh, shut down. They've just stopped operations. Uh, they didn't stop operation, but they stopped. Um, well, they stopped taking in foreign players, and they start, they obviously yeah. Uh, areas that have been affected so right now it's now that it's affecting america they're starting to do um well they're starting to kind of blockade any like trades any like anything like that so it's obviously it's halting like not only just like tournaments and things like that but the um you know nba games nhl games like all that soccer games are all affected even the wwe had to no reschedule really yeah and what 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 happened? Yeah, like, Russell, what was... WrestleMania. Uh, I was. It's now scheduled to be in Tampa, Florida, and uh, right now they're like doing everything to like monitor control. There's going to be like they're going to obviously increase security because of those reasons. Okay, that 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 that's an interesting one. Listen, to, um, talk to us about NBA for the moment. I want. I know you've got some more stuff, but just the NBA at the moment. The Milwaukee Bucks have already they've sealed a playoff berth, correct, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, yes, that is correct. They defeated the Boston. Oh, sorry, the Toronto Raptors this week. <laughs> I was very upset about that, but yes, they have the they they have the best record in the league right now. Okay, they're they're fifty one and eight. Um, the Raptors are chasing them hard, but at the same time, I mean, you you you're not confident. You think that the Raptors will get into the playoffs, but they're not going to go that far. I actually, I think they might. Now that they've been they've been playing very well lately, I think they actually might go to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe even the Finals. But the Bucks, they still have the same team they've had last year, and last year they were the best in the league again. So right now they're just like, they sort of have the same team, they have like the same game plan, and they're just going in and they're, they're ready. Okay. They have all their stars, they have Giannis, obviously, and that's been the sort of the other talk is that 2021 is that they're going to go Right. They're go. They're they're, they're going to light. Well, light Giannis and he's okay. Right, he's uh, so he actually said that he's not going to leave Milwaukee until a championship level team is built there. So right now, that's kind of been the case. It is a championship level team. So right now, he's kind of ready to go anywhere. But uh, the Raptors are actually the front runner to acquiring him if he leaves the box. Okay, no, that's kind of been the the news. Yeah, that, that is fair enough. That is that is very very good. Okay, um, Alex. In, in terms of with the um, with the NBA at the moment, I look across at the Western Conference. See, the Lakers are ahead of the Nuggets. Uh, Clippers, of course, in third. 
Um, Golden State still rock bottom. And of course, in the East, Cleveland are still rock bottom. What has gone wrong with those franchises? Because we, I, I thought that after some trades, they might be okay. But are they, as you would say, tanking? Tanking. Um, well, I think both of these teams kind of they. Uh huh. As soon as they get uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry come back from injury, they're automatically that's gonna that's definitely gonna boost their chances because. Uh, I feel like their big thing was that they were so um, they were so used to playing with Steph Curry because with him like leading the floor at all times they're kind of even like last year when uh, they were the most they're maybe like the most stacked team in NBA history and they had the most talent on their team and when Steph Curry was injured for about a, uh, two weeks uh, the, they were taking they were, they had a losing record so. I think they're so used to having all these stars now that they don't have any. They're just trying to stay stay afloat at this point. The same thing with Cleveland. They tried to, uh, at, right before the trade deadline, they acquired uh, Andre Drummond, but that hasn't really landed them anywhere either. So they're both kind of at the bottom. Okay. Um, any, any teams that have surprised you this season that they've actually stood out uh, above the rest, that they've actually played above what you reckon they were going to play with, or they were going to play? Uh, well, the most surprising team was actually probably the um, the Dallas Mavericks because Luka Doncic has become uh, a top three player in the NBA in just his second year, which is crazy. And nobody really expected that to happen. So that's kind of been the big like same thing with Miami because in Miami they don't really they didn't really have a lot of big names at the beginning of the year, but uh, now they have a big three. So now that they're kind of rebuilding and they have like a and they're actually like they're going to try to go for the championship this year. Okay, and ov- overall, um, do you think that the, the the fans are more engaged with the NBA this year because there's like teams that are, are surprising people, and it's kind of a bit of a mix up than you know before you had like Cleveland, Golden State, like there was like a very limited set of rivalries. Now it's kind of opened up a bit more. Is that make it more interesting for for the fan base? Uh, yeah, this year because anybody could really win it. Like there's six teams that can well there's like at least six I mean that could become champions this year and that's just like excluding all the other teams that you know could make a breakthrough that still have talent because it's kind of like the all the uh, all the all-stars are kind of like spread throughout the league so that's kind of you know helped rebuild kind of because in the Golden State last year they had the entire all-star starting lineup on their team so now that this kind of the parity has been restored, so now it's definitely made it uh, more interesting for people that don't live in Golden State or Cleveland. Of course. Listen, um, Alex, what else has been uh, has caught your eye over the, the, the past couple of weeks uh, in uh, the U.S. and Canada? Uh, Kobe Bryant's wife has uh, oh, has been public about, has just went public about like how... About? Kind of. Uh, go on. yeah how, and um, so now she, she she's actually suing the company that uh, the helicopter company and um, because she thinks that it was kind of that because they're not suing the pilot obviously because it wasn't his of he wanted yeah but um, they're they're suing like the company itself because I don't know like safety regulations something like that Okay, so basically, it's, it's over and, the, yeah. the 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 company. Wait, it, co- uh, company as in manufacturer or charter company? Uh, the 
manufacturer. I oh, oh, actually, no, I think it's a charter company. No, okay. no, no, the charter company. The char- definitely the charter company. Sorry. Okay, all right. Well, that's tough. not the manufacturer. And um, so, there's been a lot of tributes paid to, to Kobe in like since his passing. That of course we 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 broke here in the show. There's been a lot of um, you know emotion and emotional speeches being given um, about him by a man like not just like top basketball players but uh, no like public figures and athletes as well uh, there has the, again they dedicated pretty much the uh, the entire all-star like weekend the entire all-star break was kind of dedicated to Kobe they had uh, again all the players they're playing under like the uh, numbers 24 and 2 which are the numbers of Kobe and his daughter and um They've had like obviously they had this whole like events like Michael Jordan all these big like stars went on and like they spoke about Kobe and stuff like that and it was bit, but yeah it's been like a very it's affected the league. Do you think that it, this has has you know damaged the league maybe as in like that people will remember this rather than say like breakthrough for teams like the Milwaukee Bucks that the, it'll be known as a, the Kobe season. Uh, this might be known as the Kobe season at the end of this. Obviously, like it is huge because for the first time in five years, we just talked about this: the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers are actually. Yeah. But uh, it might. I don't know if it will be overshadowed by this event, but it's definitely going to. Uh, it's going to be a part of the season history for sure. Okay, listen, Alex. Thank you so so much. Have a great week ahead, and we will talk with you next Monday. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Another great job by Alex B. Reporting from Stateside. We're going to wait for the break right now with a super, super singer. A song that I heard not too long ago when I was out. Uh, let's just say uh, Valentine's shopping, actually. Um, and I heard it being played in a Lenta store out in the Kuzmiki's part of Moscow. And I was like, I cannot believe this. Because last time I heard it, before our show, was down in Waterford at the World Games with Team Russia. And we brought this to Russia, and now it's been played even in Lenta supermarkets. So, big up to Capital Sports. We are bringing music to the masses. Right, so this is Dermot Kennedy, Power Over Me, back after break with our legal legal Easel Cody. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to be king in your story. I want to know who you are I want your heart to be for me Oh, I want you to sing to me softly Cause then I'm out running the dark That's all that love ever taught me Oh, I call and I'll rush out Call out of breath now You got that power over me Remember the lake in the moonlight Remember you shivered and shone I'll never forget what you looked like on that night But I know that time is gonna take me I know that day's gonna come I just want the devil to hate me Oh, I call and I'll rush out Call out of breath now You got that power over me That power over me 
собственных песен. Кать, сейчас не об этом. Давай по тексту. Следующий смартфон тоже. И разблокировать его можно с помощью моего лица. Разблокируешь первым, подарю лично. Предложение не является публичной отертой. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that song. Of course, Jeremy Kennedy, the nephew of a, quite a, a, a famous um, TV presenter in Ireland, Mary Kennedy. And uh, as I said, we brought that song to Russia via Capital Sports. There you go. Okay, uh, a quick uh, mention again for those games. Uh, on tomorrow, 7.30, Dinamo at home against Spartak. And Siska at home against Torpedo Nizhnovgrod. The next game in that series, uh, or those series, uh, for the Moscow Clubs will be on the 4th, which of course is Thursday. And uh, that is Siska at home against Nizhnovgrod and Dinamo at home again. Okay, so the first two home games for those the two Moscow teams. So let's see what's going to happen. Right, we're going to go straight away over to Ireland to our legal legal Eastold Cody because there's been lots going on and first I want to ask, well, first to welcome her on the show but also to ask Eastold what's happening with Spurs? Um, well, we've returned to our consistent form of playing a bit. Okay. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> as, a, as a long-term Spurs fan, I can say that I am well adjusted to this. And do you think that that, that that it's this is unrelated to manager, this is unrelated to everything, this is just Spurs are damned? Um, I, well, I, w- I wouldn't go that far. I think it's kind of marked that today a player who I've given out about uh, scored our second goal, Aurier. And I think there seems to be, with some teams, there's a new manager bounce. Spurs never had that. And I don't know if it's the manager... So much as it is, there's been there's been a lot of players who have left. There's been a lot of upheaval, and I think the team have never settled. I think since maybe post the Champions League last year, they just they never got into any sort of rhythm. And unfortunately, as a Spurs fan, I'm kind of used to it. Whereas Man United fans are up in arms. 
if if they're not if they're not top of the league. Had yeah. poor season after poor season. But I mean, exactly, we're we're not expecting it. We'd just like to win a few games. Exactly. Well, in I mean, a row. Exactly. Like you'd you'd won in, <laughs> in terms of league. You'd, you've like uh, won three of your last uh, five games, but you've also lost two games. Sitting in seventh in the table, um, only five points. Uh, well, let's just say you're only five points off a potential uh, Champions League place for next season. Don't we just? Don't uh, we just love Man City? Oh yes. We will yes, take yes. it by default if we get in. I do, listen. Do you think that happily do so? Do you think we'll sport like that? That Spurs are going to invest in, in in the team this season, like this summer, because like I mean, there does need to be quite a bit of retooling done within the team. I think the thing we need to look at is if a different manager had gone in. I'd say, well, Dan Levy has like a tighter rein on his purse strings than Screw. <laughs> of course. He brought in Jose, and that means you're spending money because he's not hanging around. To be honest, I think we might actually manage to beat his standard 18 months before the rut sets in. I think we could manage to probably do it in about eight. Oh, so my goodness. It's, it's tough, but I think the reality is you can't not invest. When everyone around you is investing, um, there was actually a very interesting article. I'm sure you came across it um, during the week about football fair play and looking. Oh, obviously, City is the topic of the day, but there was an interesting look at how Liverpool, how they had invested their resources. And I think the problem is Spurs need a long time to do that internally. They don't have the structures at underage level to bring through players. You have the likes of Troy Parts, so from an Irish perspective. Great to have him on the team. He's not getting game time. Realistically, he won't. They need to spend money to advance the team. And I think... Yeah. ...found for not bringing through talent. So spend or else you're just going to continue in a stream of getting nowhere. Well, that, which is uh, disappointing. But. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it does... Like it, it, you have to spend money in football. There's no two ways about it. Um, Liverpool have done it, they've done it well. They've offloaded all the players as well, yeah. but they have spent a lot of money. Um, we were speaking with Alex B in the last segment um, about the world heavyweight title situation and the contenders for the uh, baddest man on mm-hmm. the planet. Um, Wilder, Wilder seems to like just lost any respect that a lot of people had for him in his in, in terms of the amount of excuses he's using, but. He was beaten fair and square by a very motivated Tyson Fury, wasn't he? Comprehensively beaten. I actually listened to an, a really excellent interview today with uh, Ben Davison, um, which featured Carl Frampton. So there's a very good yep. panel doing this. Chris Lloyd, who's a well-known Sky Sports commentator, and Josh Taylor. And they were talking about his fight style. And I suppose they didn't detract... From Wilder, they complimented Fury, but at the same time, I found it, as someone who adores boxing, I found it very difficult in the aftermath. Costume excuses, I could, you know, you know you've, you've just been in a fight, throw out your excuses, fine. It was laughable, it's not something that you didn't try on before. Um, I compared it to, uh, there was a Big Fat Gypsy Weddings, a show that was very popular here, there was a teenage girl who wore a 25 stone wedding dress, and I went, do you know what? You wore it for 10 minutes. You're a professional athlete. Exactly. But my big issue with his post-fight conduct, um, I didn't like the fact that Frank Warren is basically saying, I don't want to have the third fight. Well, do you know what? You signed up for it. So that's the way this goes. 
he has to do it. Very good in his post-fight commentary. But the biggest issue for me is Wilder did... Um, if anyone has the time, go take a look at it. It was on his Instagram. It featured on a lot of the main news channels yesterday. He did a piece to his fans. And he again references that sort of, I'm willing to die on my shield, I'm willing to die in the ring. The difficulty is, he's after firing a coach who made a judgment call based on his own experience. He's a former very highly rated fighter and based on what he was seeing in front of him. And I think there's a very bad message has gone out there to young boxers and to some certain coaches that you should be braver than your fighter because your fighter might take the response afterwards of firing you. In 20 years' time, Wilder is going to be looking back on this and going, I wish he, he, he'll leave with his hands. in the towel because yeah. ultimately it's a sport. Exactly, exactly. That, that is a very, very good point. Like, uh, his, his attitude afterwards, very, very poor. And I think we're about to have, we're going to continue to have an exciting time in heavyweight boxing. Dillian White and Povetkin, as much as it pains me to see Povetkin continue to get big paychecks from Matchroom, that will be a good fight. I think we'll probably see, well, obviously, Wilder Fury, unless they pay Wilder to move aside. I think a Wilder and White fight could actually be a very enjoyable fight. Um, and then AJ and Pulev, we'll see. There's a, there's a lot going on in heavyweight. We also have Uzik, who will hopefully fight Derek Chisora, and we'll get to see what he's like at that weight. Um, and I think it's just it's an exciting time for heavyweight boxing. There's a lot going on at other levels. And I think, unfortunately, um, one thing I'm... Yeah. I'm focused on Tyson Fury and that big fight this weekend there was unfortunately a big loss for Britain's longest reigning um, world champ a guy called Kalia Fai and he has just an incredible story he was fighting his hero Roman Gonzalez last night and you just kind of look at the publicity that surrounds Tyson and everyone goes oh Tyson has this redemption story and you forget about the boxers who don't need the redemption story because they've just had good stories the whole way They've done nothing out of, you know, they haven't put a foot wrong and yet they don't get the recognition, which I think is tough. Yeah, again, but that's always the way the, you know, the, the heavyweights will always hog the limelight. It's just a, a sad fact mm. with boxing, unfortunately. Uh, it's great for boxing in the sense that we'll get to see a bit more attention on the sport, which I really enjoy. Positive attention, yes. and I agree with you fully. Uh, Double N has a, has a question. To, he wants to pick your, your, your legal mind. Um, yes. Good Good evening, Isolt. Um, it's nice to hear you and have you back. So I, I was going to ask you about Mofara. Can you give I'm us good. your opinion about him and just update us more about him? About? Mofara. About, about which, sorry? Mofara. Yeah. Oh, well, unfortunately, we can't, we can't discriminate against people with bad memories. Um, I think it is disgraceful. I think, it, I think everything about this, if Mofara was from any other country he would have been banned or else his, if I was, okay, so as a lawyer, if Mo was my client, the first thing I would say is, Mo, you are losing out on commercial opportunities and you are having yourself defamed and slandered by people going on TV, going on the internet, being interviewed and saying you are a cheat. What you need to do is you need to go and say to UCAS, give over my records. Give them over now, or else you are costing me money financially. 
Yeah. He hasn't done that. Um, what he has in fact done is he has repeatedly shown himself to be liberal with the truth. The fact that he met with someone, uh, Fudge, obviously, in the immediate aftermath of his interview and then went back and changed his story. At that point, there should have been an interaction between USADA and UCAD saying, someone's changing their story, now is the time when records should be being handed over. The difficulty is, until UCAD take an active step or WADA step in and say, we're going to investigate the whole thing, we want every record now, we're going to continue to be in a position where all we can say is, there's, there is a huge amount of supplemental and, I suppose, anecdotal evidence against him. But at every opportunity, he has been given chances. No one yeah. come back in and say, like, what other athlete is allowed to change their story? Look at, look at um, Sun Young this week. He's been banned for eight years. He went from having no ban and WADA coming in and saying, that's not good enough, Nina. We need to go to CAS because you have ignored blatant difficulties. So why don't WADA come in and say, UCAD, you have ignored blatant inconsistencies. We need to look at this. And that's what they should be doing. Um, it's very, very disappointing. It's upsetting for the sport. And unfortunately, we look at Russia, who are now having their appeal this year, will be so close to the Olympics that it won't make any difference. Yeah. And if uh, they're... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. If oh sorry, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm I find it very insulting that Russia could have an entire team taken out where yeah UK won't even look at this one athlete who has specific instances of lying, avoidance, and association with a known person. Like, there's an entire rule about association with certain persons, and yet they're ignoring it. It's very, very difficult, and I think it's just not good enough by UCAD. They seem to think they're above reproach or above looking at their own athletes because he has a knighthood. Yeah, and um, why is he getting away with this? Like, I mean, um, as you Be said, yeah. Because he's the most decorated athlete. It's the same way. Why do people look the other way with... Like, there was an investigation, so a governmental investigation into the Jiffy Bag instance with British Cycling. But that's a very highly, like, it's a, an area where they've won lots of accolades. And despite the findings, they still go, actually, we don't want to go any further. We've made our record. Yeah. Investigation. Mo Farah seems to have um, a special position in terms of UCAD's view. And I think it's like in in any big sport, like you never see the biggest names in football tested. You never see the biggest names in rugby tested and fail. Because if the big names fail, the sport has the risk of failing. Look at Lance Armstrong, brought down an entire team. Um, people will protect the biggest names. And as well as that, Mo plays several cards all at once. He plays his aging, mem or his ailing memory, He plays the race card and he has repeatedly. He suggests that people questioning his record is to do with race. It has nothing to do with race. Like, we don't hear other other athletes coming forward and say that we did with Sun Yang this week. But we don't because of the fact that whether or not you're a clean athlete is about your records. It's about nothing else. And that...
Yeah. No, that, that, that's... Like Lance Armstrong was the poster boy. No, Issa, you're spot on because, I mean, it is, it is one of those issues where if, if, if you're, you know, it's, it's the louder you, you can shout, the more people will listen to you. And unfortunately, that's what's happened with Mo Farah. And, yeah. of course, he has all his excuses lined up. Um, Issa, thank you very I much. I think the biggest that. difficulty is, yeah? Alan, if you tell me that you had a doctor come in and give you an IV and you forgot about it, I would say that you needed to have some sort of scan done immediately. Well, I would It's agree. not believable yeah. and it's insulting. Of course it is. Of course it is. But Mo just gets away with it. Listen, Iso, thank you so, so much for your time this evening. Say hello to Simba. I hope he's behaving himself. Oh, Simba's here beside me. Okay. Well. I'm not talking to him because he's a mini wolf and I'm a Spurs fan. So oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Listen, you have a great evening. Thank have you a- so, so much. We'll talk to you soon. Same to you guys. Have a great time. Thanks a million. Bye. Thanks, Iso. Okay, that's Isolt Soldier. Isolt Cody, even our legal eagle. So we're going to go to the break right now with a bit of Kanye West and Stronger back after this with some Capital Punishment and Andrew Flint. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us honor, better, faster, stronger. Yeah, that, 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 that don't kill me. Can only make us stronger. For the limelight, and we'll do anything when the time's right. Uh, baby, you're making it. Oh 
like I never told ya. Don't act like I 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 told ya. Baby, you're making it faster, stronger. Кать, сейчас не об этом. Давай по тексту. Следующий смартфон тоже. И разблокировать его можно с помощью моего лица. Разблокируешь первым, подарю лично. Предложение не является публичной Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final part of Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM this evening. Of course, I'm still Alan Moore. I haven't changed in the last, well, almost two hours, basically. So we're going to get uh, Andrew Flint. He's back on the line with us um, from his travels. And um, we're going to have our capital punishment. And we're also going to have a look at the Russian football, uh, was the Russian cup games that are coming up. So, Andrew, you're very welcome back with us. And Andrew, where are you right now? Uh, I'm actually in Krasnodar waiting for my flight to Kesselberg after my tour around the country. <laughs> And how's the weather down south? Uh, better than two men, I can say that much. There's not a load of kasha on the streets, as we say. Um, <laughs> but not too bad, not too bad. Bit nippy. Okay, listen, um, Double N is going to, he's mad interested in finding out your opinion of the two Moscow derbies in the Cup uh, this week. So, um, yeah, Double N, um, fire away. Hi, Andrea. So, who do you, who do you have for this weekend's cup game, cup matches? Well, I think the cup draw is a very odd one, really, because you've got two sides of the draw that are completely different. You've got Ural and three Fenel sides on one, and on the other, you've got some some massive games. Um, Spartak, uh, Tiska. I think um, I think Tedesco is has got to grips with his squad now. Um, I don't think he's completely mastered it for the rest of the season, but he's well set up, well organized, and I would back them to beat this guy. All right, and uh, how about the other, the second uh, Moscow game? Like, I think there torpedo, is, yeah. yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure to be honest. I think I have a. I have a thing against them, if I'm being perfectly honest. They they denied Chumen a win for less than honest means, shall we say, in the Fenel uh, Cup. Um, all right, and... Um, Torpedo Moscow flying okay. up the top. Uh, right. I, Go ahead. 
Yeah, uh, Angela, just jump back in. With that Spartak Siska game, I mean, uh, could this be the defining moment for Spartak season and for Tedesco's uh, reign so far? Uh, I think it'll be one of them. I mean, the Dynamo result, I think, was huge. And I think probably is a bigger statement of, of where he is. But on the other hand, he's going to realise that this is his best chance of definitely securing European football. So I'm certain he will go He will go all out for this. Slightly less pressure on that from Tesco with their league position. So perhaps um, perhaps this will be quite defining. Well, Tesco, of course, they'd, they'd love to just put a, 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 like, like kick them in the backside and knock them out of the cup if they could. So do you think it'll be, it'll be two full-strength sides um, this Wednesday evening? Of course, the kickoff is at 7.30 out at the Okriti Arena. Uh, I'm not on the top. Yep. That, uh, in the press conference after the Moscow derby, um, Tedesco said, look, I'm not going to tell anybody about my plans. Nobody else does beforehand. Which I'm not saying, you know, he's, he's not going to say much else, but I think it suggested he was, um, he didn't want to reveal what he was going to say. Therefore, I take that to mean he will put out a reasonably full strength side. Um, Tiska, they, I'm certain he will, uh, um, Goncharenko will rotate their side a little bit. Um, but I think there's too much at stake for both of them to put out fully reserved sides. So I think it would be pretty much full strength from both of them, to be honest. Okay, listen, that's fair enough. Um, okay, uh, just kick off with your capital punishment. What have you got for us? Oh, God, what hounds have I got for you? Um, I've got quite a lot of candidates this week, to be honest. Well, go on, is that um, you? Go, go through, gonna... listen. We'll, we'll, we'll give you the platform, so go on, vent, vent. We're waiting for you. <laughs> right, okay, first one then, first one is uh, well, I'm trying to think out how I can define this one yep yeah uh, I'll say Bayern Munich um, their game against Hoffenheim there was a banner in the stands that uh, said a rather naughty word about um, Dietmar Hopp the owner of Hoffenheim who's piled a lot of money into them and in Germany of course they have that 50 plus 1 rule aimed at fan ownership and the fans and ultras across the country all united um, pretty much against this and the referee paused the game he took the players off the pitch with about 15 minutes to go and uh, they didn't come back out until the banner had been removed and for the remaining 15 minutes the players just walked the ball around the pitch as if to say we're not standing for this where was this in cases of racism I mean it, it, the, this three step rule that FIFA have for walking off the pitch for racism is an utter, utter, utter joke in my opinion but the referees have shown they will take action if there's some but hold on, hold on. Andrew explain to is, me, the, is hurtful and, Andrew, to somebody Andrew could you explain to the listeners the three step rule because we, we explained it before but I'd say about a year ago and especially in relation to the World Cup what, what is the three step rule well, the, the idea is that if there is racist chanting or a player feels there's been racist chanting, they're supposed to go to the referee first and the referee will give a warning to both captains, the manager, and say, look, we, we are aware of this. Um, if there's another incident, then we will, we will have an announcement. The announcement is supposed to go out after the first step. The second step, there's meant to be another announcement. So racists get two chances. And, and on the third uh, incident, they walk off the pitch. I, I don't really see the logic behind it. Why, why do you give racist people three chances to be racist? It makes no logical sense to me. Do you think it should be just, uh, maybe after just first time you get a warning, second time you're, you, the, the game is cut off? 
personally, I think if a player is, if, if it's very clear that there is racist chanting, it's not dubious whether it is or not, and the player clearly um, has noticed it and has notified the referee and wants to go off, I think the referee should say, look, would you like to, would you like to walk off? Would you like the game to stop? Um, and if the player says, yes, it really is affecting me, I don't really see the re any reason not to do it. It doesn't mean the game has to be called off altogether, but they can walk, either all players can walk off the pitch or just the player affected. Um, nobody should have to be subjected to that um, and given three chances to prove it. Oh, I, I, I fully agree with you. Listen, Andrew, then who is the victim for your capital punishment? Who, who are you punishing? Well... Uh, Karl-Heinz Rummenigge I'm going to punish He's he made a comment about um, a Dietmar Hopp a few years ago saying criticising their yeah and now he's standing against them so I would say okay um, Mr Rummenigge you have to reveal every single expenditure you've ever used in your dealings with Bayern Munich and um, we'll see what he says then okay <laughs> alright so who else who else is on the chopping block for you this week I, I debated whether to, to put this second one up um, because I am certain a lot of people will uh, be rather unhappy, but personally, I, I don't care. <laughs> I am absolutely fuming, I'll be honest, at the New, New Zealand weightlifter who has won two gold medals. Um, I, I, she's a trans... Laurel Hubbard is, is a transgender weightlifter who absolutely blitzed the competition in a recent tournament. And I just I just think the, the focus is all wrong. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's take a step back. We'll fight this, for this, gender this, equality and saying... What, what, one second, Andrew. Did this uh, weightlifter um, was a man, transitioned into a woman, and then beat female competitors in a weightlifting competition, correct? Uh, yes, yes. Um, and... I think the focus is wrong here. The, if, if people want um, transgender competitors to compete, then there is such a disparity in the athletic ability of, of people like this Laurel Hubbard. They should make a new category, not just male and female competitors, because if people want to have gender equality across the whole spectrum, then there should be more categories to make it a, a level playing field. It's as simple as that. But well, this person um, had transitioned from a man to be a woman, so surely then it's logical that they can compete as a woman. Or no? It's um, the... Well, for me, it's, it's not... I'm not trying to talk about her as a person, how she identifies herself. I, I'm more about the actual physical, genetic... Um, body that is using to compete. It's just not remotely the same playing field as it is for, the, you know, female weightlifters who have been who have, have been women forever, um, and have trained hard, and suddenly they're just nowhere near able to compete. I just don't think it's right. No, look, I I understand that. I understand with you. Isn't any more any more victims for you, or two is enough for you? Uh, I think I think that's enough for me. I could have gone further back and and said Barcelona for their transfer of Martin Braithwaite, but that's that was a couple of weeks no, ago. No, listen, so that's an interesting because a lot of listen. listeners don't know about that. This was an outside the transfer window transfer. How did that happen, and why were Barcelona allowed away with? It, it's, it, you know, this is yeah, this, who have endless amounts of wealth 
um, claimed that they needed an emergency striker um, signing because uh, Luis Suarez was out injured. They already have the best player in the world, possibly of all time, in Lionel Messi fit. They have Anton Griezmann, who's won the World Cup for France. He was fit. And they signed Martin Braithwaite for €20 million Euros from uh, Liganias. Uh, because they were allowed special dis- dispensation to do so. But Leganias were not allowed to sign a replacement for their own player um, going to Barcelona. I mean, it, it, the, the double standards are just absolutely astonishing. Okay. What is the point in Barcelona having La Masia, a youth um, academy, if none of them are good enough to, to step up to the plate just for a short period? Unbelievable. And, and how, who gave them dispensation? Was it uh, UEFA or FIFA or, or the Spanish League? It was the Spanish, the Spanish. Okay. Okay. No, that's you said that. you're allowed to do so. I, I, I actually astonishing. Okay, Dublin, you have a similar um, victim for capital punishment, but not quite. Correct? Yeah, it's similar because, like, I also chose the um, that incident which happened in Germany. So, um, but for me, it's like the end part, like the Andrew has explained what happened there, but. For me, the ending part, actually the victim part, was different, slightly different. So, um, for me, the victim of this week is the ultras, the part of uh, fans, actually not all of them, who are just holding this uh, insult banner in the stadium, which caused actually the stopping and uh, this bizarre situation at the end of the game, which also Andrew explained, <laughs> where even the goalkeepers didn't even stand in the goals like yeah. for for the last 15 or. 12 minutes. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. I think um, what um, uh, what should be done, which also I think the head of German Football League said, like, the the film, this should be filmed, like the stadiums or the crowds in the stadium should be filled and those particular person, people, who fans, or should I call them fans, I don't know, <laughs> who are responsible, <laughs> should be punished. Like, it's not should be like for the whole, like, um, fan base, because it's also unfair, because why should all of them suffer because of a few people, but just a few of them. So my my victims for the capital punishment are those people who are responsible for that particular uh, act. Okay. Uh, Andrew, would you go along with that? That I mean, that, that, that like it happens where there are these perpetrators, they're picked out by CCTV or they're reported. Mm-hmm. These uh, clowns who, who unveiled the banner, which again is just like kind of pointless, um, should they be identified should, and, and, and punished? They can be, which I can't see how they couldn't be because it's all on camera nowadays. Yes, I think they should. One thing, actually, on that note, how on earth did they get a banner like that into the club in the first place? Because you, you have to submit applications for banners to get them into top-flight stadiums nowadays. So how on earth did they get that banner into the stadium? That's what I want to know. Um, but yes, I agree. Yeah, because I mean, it is something that we say, like even with like, I mean, when, when there's like racist abuse, there is supposed should be uh, internal policing within the fans. When they see someone misbehaving, they tell them, "Hey, shut your mouth, or cop yeah. onto yourself, or go up, or stop being an idiot." But um, fans very often are looking to do that. Um, is there a way? Okay, for example, race abuse happens. Is there a way, like we saw not too long ago, where fans actually pointed out who was making racist abuse? I think that happened in Germany as well. Well, I, I'm actually very impressed with German fans as a collective. They do seem to be very united, very organised. Of course. 
board. But this, this in this element, in this instance, I'm dis- I, like you say, I'm disappointed they didn't self-release. I think that is the way forward. It's the only way forward, realistically. You can set whatever punishment you want, but in the end, if you are... If you're not teaching people, look, you, you're the ones around them. You're associated with them. Um, I mean, as I was saying, wouldn't want all of the fans to be punished. In a weird way, I actually would say the opposite. Because that way, it would force them to self-release. Look, you're going to get us all in trouble. We're all going to suffer if you do this. So perhaps maybe making all fans suffer as a result is the only way it's going to drive the message home. Okay. Listen, Andrew, thank you very much for that. Listen, safe travel home, and we will talk with you next Monday evening. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it, boys. Thank you. Okay, that was Andrew Flint, the editor-in-chief of Heart of Football. Okay, folks, we're uh, for our week, we're back on next Monday night from 9 to 11, of course, because it's a holiday weekend next week, so you can hear us live, and we'll have a run-around of the Russian Premier League. So, Double Ed, thank you very much tonight. Thank you. Okay, folks, I'm going to go away. I'm going to struggle myself home and recover after a long, well, few days, and I hope that you have a... Terrific week. We're going to play out with a song that we've introduced here as well. It's, co- it's by a group called Young the Giant. It's called Simplify. And that's what we should all do. Simplify our lives and make it more fun, more interesting. And remember, tomorrow is going to be a great day. Take care. Have a great work week. Back with you next Monday evening. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Everything I say only seems to complicate it Every little fight is just another night wasted Are we gonna lose? Is it gonna last? Worry about the future, worry about the past Think we're gonna break before I get a chance to say this Stressing over that we're falling Like the whole world is banging on the door calling Are we gonna lose? Is it gonna last? Worry about the future, worry about the past Filter out the noise, focus on my voice and falling